Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo, Mary Guilfoyle. We're a couple of missionaries at Acts 29. This is the podcast where we talk about the Word of God and the transformation that the Holy Spirit wants to bring to our lives through that Word. Mary, how you doing? Happy Advent. Happy Advent Father and happy John. college football playoff to me. <laughs> I can't contain You're myself hilarious. right now. Oh, huge kudos mm. to uh, our dear friend, Coach Harbaugh and... Uh, Absolutely. And the guys at Michigan, and we're looking forward to it. So, hey, I'm uh, I'm really excited about what it is we're about to do. We oftentimes would do um, series when we were at the parish. Right. We would preach in series, and uh, we're going to do that over these next couple of weeks. And this is both inspired by uh, the Word of God, first and foremost, uh, most especially the prophet Isaiah, and by our good friend and brother, Father Lee Brokaw, who's a priest from Peoria, Illinois. So, um, brother, we love you, and uh, we just want to steer people to what it is that he's doing at galesburgcatholic.com. So we'll talk about um, what it is that um, he's done that's inspiring us, but I'm very sensitive to people getting credit for uh, what it is that they've stirred up within us. So, um, but you know what it is, too, Father Johnny, just, just about that, you know, giving credit or giving attribution what it is, especially in these days, I just think it's a confirmation that the Spirit is speaking. Oh, absolutely. And he's speaking, the same Spirit is speaking a similar a similar word to a host of men and women, not just in the nation, but across the world. Yeah, praise God. Which should give us great hope. Right. It's like and God's got some themes he's continually yes, trying he to repeat. So the theme of this podcast is what exactly? It's, so the theme of the podcast, or the, the theme of the series and the title of this podcast is Good News, we can be healed. Amen to that. Let's pray because uh, I could use some healing. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to linger with your word and for the ways in which your spirit speaks to us through it. We just ask uh, for that same spirit who descended upon Our Lady and the apostles in the upper room to descend upon all of us right now as we reflect upon your word spoken through the prophet Isaiah, that we would hear the good news that you desire to speak to us. That no matter where we find ourselves today, what's going on within us personally, within our families, whatever might be occupying our minds, we would experience your comfort, your consolation, and a reminder that you are a good father who loves to pour gifts upon his children. So may this conversation now be edifying and encouraging. For us and for all those who are joining us, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. So I'll start us out just by reading uh, uh, from Isaiah chapter 40, and this is verses 1 through 5 and verses 9 through 11. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the desert prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain. The rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. 
Go up onto a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Here comes with the power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom and leading the ewes with care. So uh, I was on a phone call the other day with uh, Father Lee, who's a dear friend of ours and um, who we love greatly and uh, inspired by the work that he's doing in the Diocese of Peoria. And he mentioned to us, or he mentioned to me, um, that his desire was to do something during these weeks of Advent to just reflect on the theme of healing. So as we got talking about that in a conversation, it just made me think of um, something I've heard you say over and over again, uh, both when we were in the parish doing ministry, but also as we continue to you know, serve bishops and priests and parish leaders, that after you've had the encounter with Jesus, there's another big door to walk through, and that big door is... And, and it's a heavier door to open, or it's a harder threshold to cross. I often describe it as like a big wooden door with a brass knocker on it. And I'm thinking about, you know, visually like a big brass knocker because it takes courage and grace mm. to walk through that door or to at least open the door to step inside. Man, I, I have an immediate experience of that. I just went for an MRI a couple of weeks ago, and even just on whether it's spiritual healing or whether it's physical healing, like I can't stand walking into a doctor's office. It petrifies me. And, um, and I don't like lying in the tube. That is the MRI <laughs> the thing tube. either, you know, but um, man, just so spot on even what you just said, like it's, even though I want to be healed, like at the same time we can get like my arms killing me right now, but I can get used to this. It's we like, can acclimate ourselves yeah, right like, to oh, the Oh, I don't, I don't know what I have to pain. go through for this to get well, so maybe I'll just settle for living with the pain. And isn't that exactly what we do in the spiritual life? It, it almost becomes, Father John, like a spiritual inertia. Yeah. Because it's going to require something of right. me, real effort. But the, but the great news in all of that is that even though it requires effort from us, God's provision is already available to us. It's his grace. Yeah. And he is the he divine physician possible. and he loves to heal. And he wants, he wants us to be well. So let me set this up because I'm, so I'm going to feed you things, which I keep hearing you say to people, which uh, I just find so spot on because it, it just resonates, right? So healing is so important because the simple truth is hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, just and hang on. Just hear, just hear that one more time. Hurt people hurt people. Like guilty as charged. If we're breathing, if we're alive, as soon as we enter into this world, yeah. we are we are not only are we stepping into a broken and a fractured world, but we ourselves are gonna be broken and we're gonna unfortunately, to your point, we're gonna break other people. And as a priest friend of ours said he said of years ago, when we were sharing this line that hurt people hurt people, he said, Amen, brother, because bleeding people, people who are bleeding out are bleeding out 
on all other over people. other people. <laughs> and that's just, and, and that's just, that's not what we want to settle for. That's not what you and I want to settle for. And again, it requires something of us. You know, the status quo does not please the father and we're not living abundantly yeah. in and, his life. And we, we can't carry we out the mission. Settle. I think what's, what so strikes me about what I'm seeing Father Lee doing in his parish and why I think this is such a theme that we want to go after these next couple of weeks is because we talk often in Acts 29 and in the Rescue Project that one of the missions which the Lord has entrusted to us as his disciples is that we are supposed to go out into the world to be agents of healing. Like... Maybe you've noticed, but the world's on fire right now. We're literally at each other's throats. And there is no remedy for this apart from God. You know, like Cardinal Seurat's book, it's God or nothing. That's and right. that is so true for what's going on in the in the culture, in the world, in the Middle East, in families, and parishes. It's God or nothing. So we have a mission that the Lord has entrusted to us to go out and to be First of all, models of healing that the Lord has done in our lives, and then agents of healing in other people's lives, in the culture, in the parish, and families. But I can't do that if I'm at least not on the way towards getting healed. It, it, I don't have to be healed before I can go do that, or none of us would ever go. Right. right? I'm, so, I'm so glad you made the point because we're going to be working through all manner of healing until we take our last breath yeah. in this life. But the whole the, the idea is we want to at least be on the pathway to healing. As you were just talking, Father John, I just had an image in my mind of someone out on the street who needs help. Yeah. And if and, and I'm imagining myself wanting to go to that person, but I have a limp. Mm. And I can't get to that person as quickly as I want if I'm limping badly, which means I got to start healing that limp a little bit so I can get to that person and help heal their limp a little bit. Yeah. So there's, there's both a personal dimension to this and then a communal missional dimension to this. Like the Lord wants me well because he loves me, That's right. but he also wants me to be an agent out in the world of doing what he's done in me in other concrete situations. So that's why this theme I think is so uh, so significant for us. And the, the scriptures, you know, this week as we try to look at this theme are such a perfect place to look. The, the, the word from the Lord, I mean, sometimes it's hard to be a prophet. We've talked about that before. You know, sometimes the Lord says to prophets, I need you to give a difficult word. Mm-hmm. This is a great word to give. Who isn't hungry for that? How'd you, how'd you, like, to the, how'd you like to be Isaiah? And the Lord says, I want you to speak to the people. And Isaiah's heard the Lord say a lot of things. I picture Isaiah's going like, oh no, what now? Like opening the envelope and what is it going to say? And the Lord says, tell him comfort. Tell him I'm going to heal him. Tell him I'm going to act. Tell him this long exile is going to come to a close. And tell I, him I'm going to put him in my arms and bring him home. I'd be like... I can totally do oh, oh, that. I've been waiting for a word like this, right? Jeremiah's sitting over there going like, hey, how come I never got a word like that, right? So this is a great place for us to go. And, and you know, so these words, comfort, um, glad tidings, you know, from which we get the word gospel. Mm-hmm. You had a way we were talking just before we started to record, which I just want you to share because this, I think, is so powerful. So we're sitting here listening right now. We're reflecting on this word. We're thinking about this theme of healing, this truth that God wants to 
one, bring healing into my life and then use me to bring healing into others. And you were telling me how you read this passage and how the Lord encouraged you to to tweak it just mm-hmm. a little bit. Share share with us, if you would, how that happened, because I'm going to go do that as soon as we finish recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, when I was praying with this passage, this beautiful, beautiful passage, which all of our hearts are hungry for, um, I, I read it more or less as kind of like a personal enunciation. So this is an enunciation, right, to the world. Mm. But I received it like very personally. And so I started to pray it out loud, and I inserted my name into the passage. And as I just started out by, by, by praying comfort, give comfort to Mary, says your God. Speak tenderly to Mary and proclaim to Mary that her service is at an end and that Mary's guilt is expiated. And it just kind of walked through that passage and then that last line that says, like a shepherd... He feeds Mary. In his arms, he gathers Mary and carries Mary to his bosom. And it, it just made it so personal for me. And you, you just talk about like this great news, despite my sins, despite my limp, despite my rebellion and my waywardness, God the Father is telling me he's relenting in his personal judgment and he wants to comfort me in my despair. He wants to speak intimately and tenderly to my heart. Mm. And it, it just, it, for me, it just sets the tone almost for as we start this new year in Advent. Like, this is the word I need to begin again. Oh, I'm here. I'm, I'm just seeing people right now in my mind as you're saying this starting to cry. Because mm. who doesn't want to hear this, right? And so. That's why I'm so grateful for how the Lord speaks to you, how you hear Him when you pray, and how much you love His Word, and how He's He's taught you to personalize this. Because, you know, we we would say over and over again, like the Lord's love isn't generic. He doesn't love y'all. He loves you. His mercy isn't generic. His mercy is for you personally. And and so, just the way that you encouraged us to take Isaiah and Every place you can, like every time there's a pronoun, take out the pronoun and put your name and just hear the Lord say this and, and maybe to do this in front of the crucifix. Because I, I'm, some people are, I know this because I'm one of them, we're tempted to hear that and go, mm, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't know that, you don't know me. You don't know what my struggles are. You don't know what my past is, whatever. But it is true. You know, it is true. Like even the second reading from Second Peter, you know, like God's patient with us, mm-hmm. and what a great thing that is. Because I mean, be if He had come, you know, some years ago, I wouldn't have been ready. That would have been bad. And He's patient because His desire is, is that nobody would perish. Like this is true. That's His heart. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love the encouragement to do this. That hence the theme of this podcast. You want good news, people? Here's the good news: you can be healed. You can be healed. I can be healed. You know, I'm always going to have scars. I'm always going to have that limp. I'm always going to be a work in progress. But I don't have to stay stuck in the place of, well, I guess this is just how I am. And I'm always going to be this way, right? Right. There's, you know, in, in our lives, you were talking about, you know, the scars. 
in our lives, we probably have a number of pits, these places where we get stuck. You know, Psalm 40 talks about, you know, you know, the miry pit. Yeah. We all have areas in our lives. It doesn't mean, you know, that as you step into this process of healing, you're going to try to tackle everything. Yeah. Because there's a number of pits that we can get stuck in. But maybe where we begin is just to ask the Lord to, as we as we pray with this, where does the Lord most want to begin his healing work? Mm-hmm. What's what what's stuck? What place? What pit? Do I want to extend my hand to the Lord and say, I, I'm willing to extend my hand. Will you take my hand and will you start to pull me out? Yeah. But it requires, but, but Jesus poses the question to us. And I think this is the, 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 the more significant question. And it's not an easy one to answer because we talk about this all the time in our ministry. The Lord poses a very personal question to us. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be well? Yeah, I was just going to go there. That's John chapter 5, yeah, right. which I know that's not the gospel for this coming Sunday. But I, I would suggest, I think we would suggest, that might be a great companion piece mm. It's almost a side-by-side. So like on one side, you've got Isaiah, or the Lord speaking through Isaiah, and the Lord saying, I want to heal you. And then you get Jesus' encounter with the man who's been sick for 38 years, and he asks the question, but do you want to be well? So the Lord's desire is, I want healing for you. The bigger question, so that's a done deal. The, the, the really uncomfortable question, like, the humiliating question is the way I describe it oftentimes is do I, do I want it? You know, like I always talk about that, that scene uh, in the gospel, which in the chosen is just done so powerfully um, where the man's lying by the pool. I've, I've prayed with this passage for, for decades now. Cause one of my spiritual directors used to say like the three most important questions to bring to the Lord in prayer are, what do you want? Where do you hurt? And do you want to be well? And I remember the first time he posed that to me. Like the answers to all three of them were, I don't know. Like, what do you want? I don't know. More, not this. Right. <laughs> you know, where do you hurt? I don't have a clue. All over. Yeah. You know, and then the way he's taught us to go at that in our ministry now is, well, let's pray as if we're going to the doctor and the Lord's going to read out a spiritual MRI and he can, he can identify that place where I'm most wounded. And then comes that question, do you really want to be well? And I think the reason why it's it's such a humiliating or painful question sometimes for many of us, if not all of us, is because I really don't know. I, I have, I know this, befriended um, various illnesses, excuses, better way mm-hmm. to put it. I've, why I'm I've not befriended better. excuses for why I'm not better. And if, mm-hmm. if you were to heal me, well, then I wouldn't have those excuses. And you might ask something yeah. of me, more yeah. of me. Yeah, and I wouldn't be able to just say, well, you understand why I'm not better than I am, right? I mean, look look at all these things that happened to me. That In The Chosen, I love the way they do this. The Lord, the man's lying on the ground, right? And the Lord comes down to his level and he looks at him and he says, uh, this pool holds nothing for you. And then he asks him, or he says to him, but you're still here. Why are you here? And the man just starts to cry and he says, I don't don't know. know. I don't know. So as even as we're inserting ourselves into uh, the passage from Isaiah, 
as I've heard you say oftentimes to priests and bishops who want to retreat with them, maybe pray with what are those pools that we find ourselves sitting next to, that we go to, places of comfort, places of um, refreshment that we know won't work, and yet we go sit by them. And the Lord just looks at us and says, you know this thing has nothing for you. Why are you sitting here? Why don't you come to me, right? Right. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I'm, I'm thinking about, I just want to honor our beautiful friend and brother, Father Lee, um, who was inspired, as you said, at the opening of our conversation, Father John, just, j- just to move into this series. So he's preaching to his family, you know, at every Mass for a set of weeks. And I came across a line uh, not too long ago, and I think it's spot on. And the line was, preach to broken hearts and you'll never lack an audience. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us sitting in a pew on a Saturday evening, a Sunday morning, or a Sunday evening is broken. And we're... We oftentimes, to your point that you were just making, we, we, we don't even want to acknowledge that we're broken and that we have a need because we've so habituated ourselves to either that pool or putting on that mask or that facade and pretending all is good and all is great. But we've been, we, we all know on our own lives, there's not a one of us that doesn't have something that God wants to heal us yeah. from. And, and, if you, and, and if we would say, well, I'm set, I'm good, I'm not broken. Well, then that's not true, right? That's a lie. And so I just want to honor um, what Father Lee is going to be doing because the beneficiaries are the men and women in the pews who God the Father is going to invite out. I'm healing you in order to go out and preach comfort and bring healing and hope to a world that is filled with all manner of despair yeah. and hopelessness and helplessness. Yeah. You know, that will you, bear great fruit. You've, you've, I've heard you uh, share many times and I've repeated too. I think it's, it's in uh, Pope Benedict or Joseph Ratzinger's Jesus of Nazareth. That's the title under which he published it. Um, but it's a quote that we've heard Dr. Bob Schutz use many mm-hmm. times. And I didn't, I didn't even know that it was in the book. I've, as many times I've read the book until I, I heard Dr. Bob mention it. But this is such a, maybe a fitting word to end with. It's actually a really striking thing that Ratzinger said. He says, healing is an essential dimension of the apostolic mission and of Christianity. That is to say, our mission. Healing is an essential dimension of our mission as disciples. And then he goes on to say, kind of pushes it even further. He says, when understood at a sufficiently deep level, this expresses the entire content of redemption. You know, we oftentimes, this time of year, we're putting our mangers out and we're, we're trying to get people to, to reflect on that question, why is he there? Like, do you know why he's there? Why, why God became man? Why he's lying in that manger? And he came there to show us the Father's love. He came there to make atonement for us. He's there to go to war for us. And in doing all of that, he's there to heal us. What a, what a great word in these. And I thought it couldn't get better after Michigan winning, but it can get better. (laughs) It can get so much better. God can put me back together. I'm Humpty Dumpty. 
and I've fallen off the wall I don't know how many times. But the really good news is I can be healed and you can be healed. You know, Father John, what our friends can't see is your smile and mine. Hmm. You know, we, we prayed before we, before we hit the record button. And uh, my prayer as we were opening up our conversation was, Lord, may we be healed as we have this conversation that mm. we're going to share with our friends. I see a smile on your face, and you see a smile on mine. Yeah. I, I, this is not just good news, as you often say. This is great news. Yeah. To, to, to be able to stand one day, Father John, before the Lord God, and to be able to tell him, because of you, I was healed. Yeah. And because of you, your work in me, I was able to bring your healing to, to scores of people. Yeah. Amen. And here they are. Yep. Let me introduce you to Great them. image, right? Praise the Lord. Yeah. And there isn't a one of us uh, who is somehow exempted from this, either because we don't need healing, but more importantly, perhaps because uh, God's not done with any of us. There's nobody who's listening who the Lord doesn't want to bring healing and renewal and transformation to. And because all of that is true, do not be afraid. God is with you. And you were born for this. Mm-hmm.